This episode of Black Ass Podcast is brought to you by the makers of As It Should Be Body Products, the best all-natural, luxurious skincare products with high-quality ingredients, no chemicals, no toxins, no synthetics. So uh, log on to As It Should Be Body Products and get yours today. This episode is also brought to you by Black as Fuck. That's right. An unabashed dedication to staying true to yourself, a refusal to assimilate. That's right. Anybody can be Black as Fuck. So you can log on to blackasfuck.myshopify.com and grab your T-shirt or any of their amazing products. Now let's get the show started. Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Bono. Just take that extra bacon grease and put it in a can on the back of the stove. Oh, let's mix the grape with the lemon Kool-Aid. Uh, I'm not going back in that, in that kitchen to cook nothing else. This is what I cook. This is what you're going to eat. This ain't Burger King. You don't have it your way. Now go sit down. <laughs> How many people mama ever said that? I know my mama have, honey. Uh, what up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It's Hadia Robinson welcoming you back to another episode. And yes, 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 I know, yes, I know, yes. Hadia, it's Monday. What are you? Why is your podcast just going up? You're supposed to release your podcast on Friday, girl. Where you at, sis? I'm just saying, like, uh, hello. Listen, okay, I had all intentions of releasing this podcast on Friday. But life uh, came knocking on my door like, hey, girl, hey, um, so I'm here with your bills and looks like you got some explaining to do. So now you can either take your ass and go in to get some work done or you can record this podcast. And then uh, the bills was in the back with like a baseball bat and all kind of like chains and a fucking <laughs> and was like, tell that bitch to come outside. <laughs> so I took my ass to work. But. I appreciate everybody, you know, texting, tweeting, messaging, leaving comments like, uh, 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 like, and actually spelling out, uh, uh, which I didn't know, uh, uh, actually had M's in the middle of it. It's like, um, uh, um, so thank y'all for getting me clear on that and pulling my coattail, letting me know y'all was looking for me. I appreciate that. And so I had to get back in the lab. What? Without a mic to grab. Ah, okay. I don't remember all the lyrics that was like. Airbnb Rock Kim. Anyway, so I am here. Uh, it's happening, but no worries. I'm going to release another episode on Friday unless them bills come back because now they know where I live. And I'm like, fuck, Shh. bitch was trying to go in the hide and the bills was like, uh, bitch, we followed you from your last gig. We know where you live at now. We're going to be out here every day till you put something on it, bitch. So she got to put something on it. In, so in the spirit of putting something on it, uh, next week I will be launching a Patreon page for those that don't know. I hope I'm saying, I'm sure I'm saying that right, but basically it's an opportunity for you as my listeners and for the people who enjoy the podcast to just donate, put some on it, you know, help me bring you this podcast, um, like maybe a monthly subscription opportunity for people to just help me with some of the outstanding things that are necessary to bring you this podcast so i will be launching that next week i will be posting the link and all kind of and you know whatever you can put on it put something on it i would really appreciate it um and we can continue to bring this podcast to you and make it happen um my intro came from an episode of 
Blackish sidebar i love that show if you're not watching it for whatever reason you might not be watching it get your life together it is so freaking good and for the people who is like i can't watch it because i don't like that title and i just get over it if you watch the show you would get why the title is what the title is but it's perfect the show is great the casting is on point the kids are amazing watch the show See, y'all be the main ones. How about ain't nothing on? I can't never find nothing. That's because you ain't support the shit that was on. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it ain't like it's Meet the Browns. And the, the same people that don't like Blackish be sitting up watching Meet the Browns. No shade, I'm just saying. But like, you don't get on your high horse now, bitch. Come down. No, give me a hand. Come down. No. High horses are not for you, bitch. You better get on this My Little Pony. Because if you're doing one and not the other, then you need to get your shit together. Talk about, I'm, I'm watching House of Pain. Bitch, what? <laughs> I'm watching Love Thy Neighbor, but I but you ain't watching Black Girl, Girl, Girl. Mm. That was me sipping my tea. <laughs> but the intro came from Blackish, uh, where Rainbow the Mama, played by Tracy Ellis Ross, who I absolutely adore, um was letting the kids kind of choose what they wanted for dinner. And now she ordering from all these different places. And Dre's mama, who is played by the outstanding, like the just auntie Jennifer Lewis, who is everything um, was like, uh, what are you doing? Like you better cook one meal and make these kids eat this one ass meal. And I'm like, yeah, like boy, when I was coming up, my mama, whatever she made, your ass was going to eat it. Like, regardless. And, oh, I don't like stream beans. Well, bitch, you like them today. And my mom was so cold with it. If you ain't eat your stream beans, like, you would sit at the table the rest of the night. Everybody didn't had dessert. They done went and watched TV. They done had their bath, went to bed. Your ass would still be sitting there at the table asleep till she finally come get you, make you take a bath and go to bed. Right? Boom. Now, the next morning, people up eating French toast, pancakes, oatmeal, kicking it, like, having a great breakfast. My mama would take that plate out of the cold-ass refrigerator, take off that cold-ass saran wrap, and set that cold-ass plate right in front of you. She didn't even warm it up, yo. Like, that is diabolical. She didn't even put some heat, warmth, no kind of consideration and love on this plate. She just slid that cold-ass commissary plate across the table and was like, bone apple motherfucking teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and my brothers and sisters so shady. They'll be eating the food all in front of you, like taking slow ass bites of pancakes. Like, mm. they be like, I'm gonna murder everybody in this house. Fuck a school shooting. I'm gonna start in the house. <laughs> That's that. Sorry, a little insensitivity, but you get one. Okay, boom. All right. So, um, but yeah, man. You know, I uh. It's been a crazy couple of days. Um, I recently celebrated a birthday that I was initially not excited about. And then I had to realize, hey, birthdays are a blessing. So I've just been really kind of wrapping my brain around this new stage in my life. You know, it's tough when you turn 22. <laughs> just saying. It ain't like 21. It's different. So, um. So right now I'm really just trying to tackle my health, really trying to get my body right, get my mind right, get my spirit right, get my soul right, get my karma right, karma, 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 
Karma, karma, karma, karma, karma, karma. Okay, but that's really important to me. So um, I'm actually posing this question as opposed to making a statement. What things do you feel like are great for karma? That's my question for today, and I'm looking for you guys to, like, tweet me. You can also email me at um, blackasspodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can tweet blackasspodcast on Twitter or leave a message on Facebook. Again, blackasspodcast. Um, what kind of things are you doing to make sure your karma is good? And are you a believer in karma? Okay, so that's that's where it starts. Number one, are you a believer in karma? And number two, what things are you doing to get your karma right? Because I feel like when you're young and coming up, we all do some kind of crazy shit. If you didn't do it as a kid, nine times out of ten, you're going to do it as an adult or later on in life. That's like when you see people that are like shoplifting in the stores, but they got money. You're like, bitch, what are you doing? But that's because they never stole fingernail polish and shit back in the day. Like if you would have stole some wet and wild and some eyeliner and some fingernail polish back in the day, you wouldn't even think to because that you wouldn't need that thrill and that rush, right? You've already had it. But I've done some stuff in my past. So as a young girl, as a child, a young woman or whatever. Um, so now I just want to make sure that everything I'm doing now is correcting the damage, the, the karma damage that was done. And also just putting more good energy in the air. So not just healing the old karma, but also establishing new good karma so that I can bring it around. So make sure y'all hit me up, um, blackasspodcast at gmail.com, and let me know if you believe in karma and what things you're doing to make sure that you have good karma on the books. Um, because I feel like my karma is pretty good. Like, I can leave my phone somewhere, go back and get it, not because it's a whack-ass phone, but just because I feel like I've put enough good karma in the universe. I picked, I've started to pick up wallets and actually give them away or not give them away, but take them to a place, a lost and found, or I've gone so far as to call the person and go through in the wallet, get the business cards out, try to contact the people on the business card, see if they can connect me with the person and actually get them the money or the, the ID, which sometimes for me, I feel like the ID is more important than the damn money. Like, look here, take the money. Just give me my damn ID so I don't have to go through trying to find all this shit, go back and reapply for all this shit, go back and have to stand in the DMV line. Standing in the DMV line, if you take that from somebody, like if you take somebody's wallet and don't at least give them their ID or their license back and you force them to go stand in that DMV line, you deserve to go to hell. <laughs> Straight like that. Like, it's murder and then taking somebody damn license. Like, those are the two reasons you should absolutely burn in hell. It is, I'm dead ass serious. Like, oh, anyway. Anyway, so uh, we're back. Um, let's get let's get into it. Where do I want to start? Oh, oh, so Twitter is finally doing something to combat the the trolls on um online now for most people who have had an encounter with a troll it's normally one of these accounts that's just the egg there's no picture there's nothing there it's just like that little egg and some random ass name that don't make no sense right but it's like you put up something 
let's say you put up something for the hashtag Black Lives Matter, and that's normally when they come out the woodwork and they want to come and go back and forth with you about how All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization or whatever. And they just, you know, or you honestly, you could say anything. You could be like, yo, I think pancakes are way better than French toast. And then they'll just come, fuck pancakes and fuck you. And I hope your lower intestines fall out your asshole. And it's like, well, um, wait, I don't, huh? Like, why, how do we get there from pancakes being better? Like, how do we get to that point so fast, right? Um, and most of them really, the way I see a Twitter, Twitter troll is, Number one, they normally don't ever have no real-ass followers, except the, that dude Milo, who, you know, is a piece of shit. But, like, for the most part, they got, like, one or two damn followers. If you go down their timeline, they're just adding everybody. They never really have thoughts of their own. If you go to their page and go down their timeline, number one, it's just the egg. It's not. It's nothing else. And if you go down their timeline, they're just going at, at Obama uh fuck you at uh Maxine Waters eat a dick it's just like you don't have you're supposed to be on here with thoughts and feelings and you know updates or anything but their whole timeline is basically trolling people and whatever somebody whatever everybody is saying they automatically go against it and uh twitter i guess has had enough so they're going to stop the whole floating egg thing but it's now you just get a twitter bird twitter that's the same fucking thing. Like, no, you should make it where a person has to upload an actual picture of themselves. Matter of fact, they need to upload that picture and then have to upload three uh, three or four other pictures of themselves to confirm that it's them. Because I don't know if you know this, but um, it's a whole bunch of, like, racist Twitter accounts that are taking pictures of black people and putting them up as their pictures. And I've seen this a numerous times from, like, uh, Talib Kweli is somebody who's very, very active on Twitter, and he gets a lot of people just anything he say, they write there trolling it, right? And so I've seen him bust those people out, like, oh, so, because it'll be like, a picture of a black dude that clearly looks like a pastor but you know his twitter handle is like elvis still alive and it's like first of all sir don't know black person sit up thinking about elvis being alive now if you it had been tupac is still alive okay i'd have gave you that but then the picture don't even match like it doesn't even look like a black person that would be on twitter number one or a picture that a black person would upload for their twitter account right so what people are starting to do is research the picture and then being like, oh, but this is a fake account and this is where it really came from. So kudos to them. But, you know, I'm not even going that far. If I'm on Twitter and I'm having a discussion, I'm having a conversation, and then somebody wants to get on the page and be ignorant or say some old make America great again bullshit, I'm not even responding. Because nine times out of ten, that's all you're looking for. You bored. You don't have no life. You've been ignored your whole life. Your grandmama never hugged you. You was, you had to stay in that cold-ass trailer park with them in that cold-ass trailer with no heat, and your mama gave the heated blanket to her new boyfriend of the week, and your ass had to sleep under a pile of dirty clothes or whatever the fuck the case may be, right? But I'm not entertaining that bullshit. I wouldn't even care if you somebody with a bunch of money. Uh, but you somebody with a bunch of money, but you, you know, you hate your life. Your husband hates you. Your wife hates you. You know, you can't even find a mistress to sleep with you. You know what I mean? Your kids hate you. You hate your job. 
you you know you emasculated at work you emasculated at home or whatever it is you going through right uh or you just a very unattractive ass racist and every part of you is subpar when it comes to any black person and you hate your life so this is your only outlet to feel some kind of power is to get on twitter and troll people but guess what i'm not giving you the satisfaction I'm not having a conversation with you. I'm not going back and forth with you. And I'm not retweeting none of that bullshit. Because why am I going to give you a platform? Most of them people only have like 100 followers. So why am I going to give you a platform? Hell no. Fuck out of here. And then what? Have my the people that I know going back and forth with you. So now you went from one person to have a conversation with to 30 and 40 people to have a conversation with? Hell no. It, look, at the end of the day, this person who only has 100 followers it's only talking to those hundred followers and those hundred followers are following that person because they all think that same stupid ass shit. So why am I going to introduce you to people that I know who have since who's been to school, who read books, who watch the news, who can dis- discern fake news from real news, who have enough interest to do a little more research and digging, who have read books outside of common books <coughs> and magazine and magazines and shit and do more than look at TMZ and goddamn episodes of Boo Boo Kitty. So no, I'm not in- I'm not inviting you to this party over here where we sipping on some motherfucking nice ass wine and shit and we got all kind of exclusive cheeses and crackers and then I'm gonna bring your dirty ass in my party and shit with mud on your shoes and fucking no, not doing it. To to do what? Have a conversation with my smart ass friends? No. You stay your dumb ass right over there and you can talk about motherfucking coal and rocks with the, all them stupid people you over there with and MAGA and all that shit and, and you, all your Trump conspiracies and y'all can hail Trump and whatever the fuck else y'all doing over there. But Twitter do better. Like, I just came up with the idea of people having to upload more than one per- picture off the top of my head. Y'all are a whole ass company. And you mean to tell me the best y'all could do is change the egg to a damn bird? Come on now. That tells me that y'all not really trying to stop the trolling. Y'all not really trying to stop what's going on. Now, granted, I feel like people should be able to get on Twitter and have their opinions because once you start cutting it off, you know, in one direction, then it's going to cut off in every direction. And Twitter has been powerful for black people, especially it's been powerful for the Black Lives Matter movement and just for police brutality and combating and, you know, really letting people know what's really happening and uncovering some of the, a lot of the cover-ups that have happened. And that's the first source of news for me. Like, these other news networks, no thank you. Of course, Fox News, I don't even consider that shit real news. But, like, CNN always on the fence on some bullshit. MSNBC, I lost all respect for y'all, especially when y'all start bringing over Greta Carlson and all these other motherfucking assholes from Fox News. Nah, bruh, I'm not watching that shit. And then, you know, NBC, ABC, it's just not. I would much rather be on Twitter and get some firsthand tweets of of the person that's on the scene that's going to tell you what the fuck is going on as opposed to a news network that's going to get there and then frame this story however they want to frame this story, i.e. army vet goes and kills a homeless man, you know, with a record, with a 26-inch knife. Um, Wait a minute. So 
What the fuck does this terrorist, this domestic terrorist who was hell-bent on killing a black man in a whole other city from his city have to do with this man being homeless or this man having arrest records? How the fuck did that happen? But that's what the news does continuously. It continuously frames the story, how they want to frame the story. And then next thing you know, this helpless army vet, this, this, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? But this homeless man who had 11 felonies, which is all, and all of the charges was some bullshit that any black person could get because a white person, a white cop is trying to meet their fucking quota. But at the end of the day, that didn't have shit to do with the fact that this domestic terrorist went and murdered a black man on the street in a, in a major city. Anyway, so... You know, uh, so I'm not opposed to Twitter, you know, allowing people to say what they have to say. I'm I, For me, I'm just not responding to that bullshit. I'm not giving you no. It's the same thing with Tommy Loren. Tommy Loren ain't shit until people give her shine, until people sit down with her and talk to her and want to pick her brain and why she thinks. Who gives a fuck why this goofy bitch thinks what she thinks? Don't. Don't, that's like you pouring, that's like you having a cup of your favorite fucking Kool-Aid, right? But then you want to go and pour some olive oil in it. Bitch, why are you pouring olive oil in this cup when this is, this is your favorite shit? This is like perfect. It's exactly how you want it. Perfect amount of sugar, perfect amount of ice. You know what I'm saying? Perfect amount of flavor and a little extra tangy because you add a little extra lemon. Come on with the grape and lemon. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a black ass moment right now. But then you're going to let somebody come over and put some olive oil in here because they believe olive oil is supposed to go in Kool-Aid. No, bitch, not in this motherfucking Kool-Aid, it don't. So if you want some olive oil Kool-Aid, bitch, you take that over there and you have it with the people that enjoy olive oil Kool-Aid. But over here, we want our grape and lemon together with a little extra lemon, perfect amount of sugar, perfect amount of ice, and y'all can do that dumb shit over there. I don't have to want to know why you want olive oil in your fucking Kool-Aid. Who cares fuck you and fuck your stupid ass kool-aid that's the way i feel sometimes this whole idea of we need to know why they think like that and why they feel like that no because these motherfuckers are wrong so why are we going to introduce that ignorance into what the fuck we doing over here why am I going, why am I pressed to have a conversation with somebody that believes we should have a Muslim ban, but not a ban against white dudes being able to go buy whatever gun they want when nine times out of ten, if it's a shooting, it's some fucking crazy ass white dude with a gun. So why am I going to have a conversation with them? I don't want to. It does, it does not benefit me in any way. Period. Now, until this white person who believes that is in a situation where a white person has a gun and shoots up a spot, then that's when they'll get it. Because other than that, these people don't understand it until it specifically affects them or their family. These people don't understand the, the importance of Obamacare and Medicaid and food stamps until they realize that, oh, shit. Mostly white people is on this shit. Oh shit, my cousin and my niece and them is on this shit. Oh shit, now I'm gonna have to pull the extra weight because these motherfuckers can't afford food stamps. When all the time I thought it was black people that was on food stamps. I know, dumbass, because you too stupid to even look at the fact of it's only thirteen percent black people in this country. 
So how the fuck is 13% of black people in this whole ass United States of America, the most people on welfare at only 30? Anyway, I'm not going to do this. So at the end of the day, Twitter do better. I enjoy being on Twitter. It's cool. It's a great place to get updates and news. But y'all can definitely do more than switching that egg to a Twitter bird and feel like y'all helping stop trolling. And for the people who feel like, you know, and for the people out there, stop retweeting and stop going back and forth with trolls. That, I'm telling you, and I truly believe this, will cut down a lot on that bullshit. Because those trolls, once you retweet them, then you're introducing them to everybody else. Stop introducing them around. Let these people, let these people live in that stupid shit and go on about your day. All right, so... It's prom time, everybody. It's around that time. It's April. You know, prom is May. It's right around the corner. And I happened and stumbled upon this new trend that kids have nowadays called promposals. That's where, you know, you make a big to-do about asking someone to prom. I've seen, like, dance routines and singing. I've seen balloons. I've seen people going to people's house. And it's the cutest thing. But there's also this kind of, like, <clears throat> racist promposal where white people are using the most racist ways to ask their black friends or their black girlfriend or whatever the fuck the case may be to go to prom. Now, I get that, you know, a lot of these black people are growing up and are in spaces where they are one of the only black people, of one of very few black people. So white people, I'm sure, are much more comfortable in these situations to do some fuck shit like this. Um, the one that I saw, whereas these two white girls holding up a sign that says, you may be picking cotton, but we're picking you to go to prom with us. And that was their promposal to a black girl who is standing in this picture smiling now they have her face and the other white girl's face pixelated because of course you wouldn't want this picture to damage these genteel white girls and possibly you know affect them getting into college later on which fuck these white bitches right but what's really sad is this black girl is in the picture with them holding this sign and smiling and it's like first of all Bitch, where is your mama and your daddy? Where is the people around? This is why it's so important for black people to support and understand and uh, and really know their worth as black people. There's let me tell you something. There's no way in God on God's green earth that I will be able to pose in this picture with these two white chicks and my mama not beat the first eight layers of skin off of my body. There's no way in the fuck my mom would be okay with me being in this picture talking about you may be picking cotton. Bitch, who picking cotton? And where? How, Sway? It, this, first of all, it's in Florida. So that tells you Florida has given us all of the shittiness in the last, like, five to six years. Just shit on top of shit, in between shit, broiled in shit, glazed in shit, drowned in shit, and sauteed in shit. And that's the honest to goodness truth. So 
already I'm not too surprised. But the idea that this girl is standing in this picture that was posted on Instagram and these white chicks talking about some, we're picking you. (sighs) Let me tell you, this is for all black people that's listening. And this is for white people too. Because I'm sure it's going to be some white people like, well, I didn't think, is, is it race? I mean, but they're friends and I just, no, no, no fucking way, no. It is everybody's responsibility to learn American history and understand and know that this shit is not cool. And black people, get your motherfucking black people. I don't know who this little girl family is. I don't know who her friends is. I don't know who her cousins is. I don't know what family they done ran from and run to this new little country. I mean, country. Florida does feel like its own country. But this new little area trying to run away from black people and now you done landed smack dab in this bullshit. But this is unacceptable. And all of us are held accountable for this bullshit. Number one, for this black girl to feel like she had to take this picture or it was okay for her to take this picture. And number two, for these white chicks to think that this shit was cute and or cool. And I'm thinking like, is this bitch going to go to prom with them for real? Because I might need to go down there and drop squad on this little chick, snatch her right up out to school, but not in an actual kidnapping way, but more of like just take her to the side for a couple of hours, show her some old videos, have her read some slave narratives, have her look at some of the pit images from slavery, take her to the, the National Museum of African American History and Culture so she can understand that this shit is not what's up. Now, that was one prom proposal. Here's the other prom proposal. Uh, some little white boy, he looked a little, little, I don't know what he is. Now, they didn't pixelate this little boy. They didn't pixelate these people's faces. But the boy's proposal was a sign that says, I prefer dark meat. Sir, what? Not only did the sign say, I prefer dark meat. Oh, it said, I prefer dark meat. Prom? question mark not only did it say that he then cut out a crown for him and the girl out of a kentucky fried chicken chicken box i'm done let me just this is how i know we are not a generation of kids who are concerned about what their parents think because there's no way in hell i would have been I would have took this chicken box and put it on my head, knowing that my mama would have seen this shit. You know what I mean? Like, as a kid, you always do little rebellious shit. But certain things, you just are not going to do. Like, I, there's no way that you're going to cut out a chicken box crown and I'm going to wear it on my head. Like, no, bitch. Now, granted, he got us some flowers. I thought that was cute. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, no, it's a no. Cause I I was trying to wrap my brain around. It's not necessarily exactly like the whole I'm picking you and you picking cotton type shit. And it's like, I'm sure these kids probably love Kentucky fried chicken. That's probably where they go. Maybe that's where they met, but no, no, not, not even if it was reversed, not even if she handed him the sign that said, I prefer white meat. Would I be like, okay, this is cool. Like, it's not cool. Now I'm somebody 
I I will eat me some motherfucking chicken. I I enjoy me some Popeyes. Don't get me no Popeyes with an extra biscuit on the side, bitch. Oh, I'm going off. And four honeys, because you know you got to put like one on. You got to have a whole pack for just one half of the biscuit. That's yeah. Th- those are exact rules. I don't know if you know this. Go to the uh, eatingbiscuits.com <laughs> website, and it'll give you. <laughs> It'll give you the exact protocol for eating biscuits depending on where you get them from. <laughs> Woo! But this shit right here is not what's up at all. Like, and whatever just happened to saying, hey, let's go to prom. Like, or yeah, you do the promposal, but go and and do a dance or something. Hell, what's gonna be next? I want to lynch you to be my, like, it's going to, you know what? I'm not going to do it. It's just, mm -mm. so I say this, white people get your white people and black people, we need to get our black people because there's no way this little girl, she's a pretty little girl, should be, I've been like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck away from me with this stupid ass chicken box, I'm going to call my brother. He going to come up here and going to fuck you up. That would have been my number one response. Then I would have closed my locker and went on about my day. But for her to actually accept this shit and then put on the chicken box crown, I just feel like the ancestors be looking down sometimes like, for what? <laughs> why did I even? Harriet Tubman, like, why? Why, why did I even make all the wrong? I, could, I was in Canada. I was chilling. I made it there like four times. Why did I even come back? Like, I could have just straight chilled in Canada. I already had a nice little place. I saved this one dude. He was fine as hell. He wanted to marry me, but I was like, no, nah, I got to keep saving people. But why, though? Like, I really feel like that. I feel like sometimes, like, Martin Luther King just be like, man, I could have just went to my kid's basketball game. Yeah, I would have had to sit in the bleachers. Yeah, I would have had to come in the back door. But the way these motherfuckers, whatever. Mm -mm -mm. I feel sorry for your mother. (laughs) Um, Look, this, so talk to the people in your family. I say all that to say, uh, Talk to the people in your family. Go and, um, like, talk to your nieces, your goddaughters, your your nephews. Talk, talk to them about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable because this shit is not acceptable. And if I looked at this shit and seen this was my little cousin, oh, I'm calling some, I'm calling an auntie or somebody and I'm going smooth the fuck off. Somebody got to be on punishment for this. You don't just get to embarrass the family like this and still go to prom. No, bitch, you're not. No. You're going to spend the summer volunteering somewhere. You're going to do, mm-mm. There's consequences and repercussions to this shit right here. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to watch all 18 episodes of Roots, the new one and the old one. You're going to have to, uh, go and volunteer at uh something i don't know what you're gonna have to do something because this shit is not what this is not cool um do better do mother and better um what else is going on uh 
So um, GOP senators are trying to heal racism by having Sunday dinners. So um, I don't know if you know this dude, but Tim Scott, he's a black Republican, which anyway, out of South Carolina. And James Lankford is a white Republican out of Oklahoma. So they are starting an initiative called Solution Sundays, where basically they're encouraging people they themselves are doing it, but they are encouraging families to invite families of other races to to the house for Sunday dinner as a way to just basically be like, hey, they're just like us. Wow. I mean, we're just, we think and want the same thing. Wow. Could their blood also be red like ours? <gasps> they sleep? Wow. They like to eat on Sundays <gasps> at dinner? <gasps> What? And first of all, when I hear t- when I hear Republican, Black Republican, and I and look, I'm all for Black people being able to be a part of whatever party they feel, you know, okay. But just for me, knowing the history of Republicans and no, no. Now I know everybody like, well, Democrats was the first racist. Yes, I know that. But what are they talking about now? That is the difference. So when I say the history of Republicans, I'm saying the recent history of Republicans, right? Um, And that whole uh, Abraham Lincoln shit, ain't nobody fooled by that. Yeah, he was a Republican and he quote unquote freed the slaves, but... He ain't free them with no damn severage package. He didn't free them and change the law so that they could at least live out here and not be harassed and murdered and lynched. He didn't do that. He didn't stop the KKK from being organized and then the KKK going on to terrorize black people for generations. So, no, I'm not that whole, well, Abraham, I don't give a fuck. It's the same thing. So I'm going more off of the policies of that these people stand by. Um, and Tim Scott was the main one talking about how he was getting harassed at a damn Donald Trump rally. Like, sir. So what the... F- anyway, I'm not doing that. Focus, focus, focus. Um, inviting someone of a different race to your home to have dinner. Um, hmm. See, I want to say something mean, but I'm trying to hold it in. So here's the thing that I wanted that was in my head to say. Um, white people Sunday dinners, ah, it just seemed mad bland. No shade. White people, we, we've had the conversation about y'all and seasonings. Y'all don't fuck with it. It's like black people we don't fuck with the devil. White people, y'all don't fuck with seasonings. It is what it is, right? Um, I think that the more y'all introduced to seasonings, the more y'all like, oh, I taste something, right? But I just think as a general rule, y'all are like salt and pepper and that's it. Like, like for real, that's it. Just salt and pepper and then y'all done. Like flour. How do you put just salt and pepper on meat but then dunk the meat in flour that ain't got no seasoning in it? Like why would you do that? There's nothing. You just basically covered up any opportunity for this meat to taste like anything besides a sheet of white paper. Why would, why would you do that? Why, why would you do that? It was a great chance here to do something great. Like I can see if you put salt and pepper on it and then just fried it naked or baked it naked. But 
you put salt and pepper on it and then just dunk it in some bland ass flour, roll it in some bland ass egg, and then put it in some breadcrumbs. Three things that don't have no flavor without seasoning. And then you want to serve me that shit on Sunday? No, Jesus. Mm-mm. Not after I done spent 17 hours in church and I'm finally free and you think this is what I want to eat? No. Mm-mm. It's not how I want to spend my day off complaining about why the fuck all this ranch dressing on this goddamn meal. Ranch dressing is not a seasoning, white people. I Look, I'm just giving you some really thoughtful um, advice right now. Ranch, not a seasoning. Blue cheese, not a seasoning. Italian dressing has seasoning in it, but not necessarily a seasoning. So, I mean, it's going to do something, but it's not going to do it. You get what I'm telling you? Mayonnaise don't have to be on everything. Mayonnaise don't go in everything. It doesn't have to be on everything. Everybody don't like it. Sometimes you need to put it on the side, but don't go putting mayonnaise on shit and making it all juicy and wet. And mm, 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 I almost threw up. Mm, mm, mm. Hot sauce is okay. I, and I'm not even a hot sauce person like that. Like people know I can't really necessarily take hot sauce. But I at least know that you can add hot sauce to some shit and give it something. Give it something. So, you know, I think I would need to, you know, I, I think this is a great idea, a great opportunity for people to get to know one another and that kind of shit. But I would have to bring my own food. Straight up. Are we going to have to go somewhere? We're going to have to go out to eat somewhere that I know seasons their food. But for me to just bust up in some white people's house, sit down for Sunday dinner, and then think we're going to talk over some bland-ass chicken? Nope. Or some meat that they just take out the pack and put on the grill. White people love the grill. Put that shit on the grill with no dipping, no seasoning, no marination, no... Mm-mm. Let me tell you about black people. Black people, we will marinate our shit for, for 13 days. <laughs> Black people will have some motherfucking wings and some seasoning for a smooth 13 hours before they cook them shits. Like, uh-uh, I want this seasoning down to the bone. You hear me? Like, when you are sucking on a bone, you still are getting some seasoning. Like, I still taste that goddamn paprika. <laughs> so, I think this is a great idea. I think it needs to be a potluck, though. Make it a potluck. Give everybody the opportunity to bring something that they like so ain't nobody sitting up there eating some fucking stream bean casserole and hating their life. Because now I don't want to get to know you. I'm just going to sit up there and be pissed off thinking about all the good food I could be having in my house that's actually seasoned. Now, sidebar, I know some white people do use seasoning, so shout out to y'all. But right now I'm speaking specifically of the white people who don't use no fucking seasoning. How how are you cut? What what are you doing? Anyway, but I think this is a great idea. Um, I've definitely gone to white people's house and chilled and ate with them or whatever, just because I'm a likable motherfucker, so they want to you know have me over. <laughs> um, but I think you know I would be very interested to see two people, two families that are have specific ideas and racist ideas toward the other sit down i would love to see that 
and see what that conversation becomes and how that conversation evolves. Um, and I would need somebody to show the food being prepared because you ain't about to put no sugar every pea in my goddamn lemonade and think I'm not about to set the whole house on fire, slit grandmama throat, choke the dog the fuck out, hang the baby from the ceiling fan like, oh, I'm going off. You think you're going to get me? What? No, oh, everybody got to die. You know how I get down. Bop, bop, bop. Coming to the crib like, yo, I think I left my jacket from when I was here for dinner. Oh, what? I'm going to just come in and look for it. So I get in the house. Bop, bop, bop. I'm killing everybody. Mm-mm. But I feel like some people, if they're racist enough, that's some shit they would do. Mm-mm. Have to die. But um, shout out to these senators. And the thing about this this black Republican, I feel like however the dinner goes, he's going to let shit slide anyway because he a black Republican and he's used to being disrespected and treated like shit and nobody saying nothing. That's what I say. Um, but I, I, I would love to see that reality show. I'll tell you that much. Would love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, speaking of racist Republicans, uh, <laughs> uh, Bill O'Reilly um, had a moment of uh, letting his little racist slip show um, in an interview on Fox and Friends, their little bullshit ass morning show. Um, they played a clip of Maxine Waters and his response to that clip was, I couldn't even hear what she was saying because I couldn't get past that James Brown wig. And, of course, the men on the panel laughed. There was a white woman there um, who, fuck her too, because she's even on that show. But she was like, oh, I have to stand up for her. Um, She's, you know, she's a great, she's, oh, you can't go after a woman's look, which, of course, all weak-ass men do. All soft-ass, no-backbone-ass, whack-ass, scary-ass, puss-ass men do. They go after a woman. Oh, well, she ain't look at her and look, look. Regardless, you know, never mind what the content of what she's saying. They always go to the most base shit that don't have nothing to do with the fact and matters at hand, which was Maxine Waters' response. She was like, look, I'm a strong black woman. I I will not be intimidated. And at the end of the day, it's about focusing on what the fuck is going on, as it always should be, right? But not only was it Bill O'Reilly that came for her, it was another um, Eric Boiling. He is um, another Fox contributor or whatever um, on another one of these ho-ass Fox shows. And his response to Maxine Waters um, and her speaking out about the president was step away from the pipe, the crack pipe. Hold on, bitch. Excuse me. Step away from the crack pipe. So you're saying that this this congresswoman is on crack because she is she has the balls to stand up and speak out against this bullshit that's going on with this whole ass president that spend every weekend golfing like he ain't got motherfucking work to do who spend all his time on Twitter crying and complaining like a bitch because people are finally opening their eyes to the fact that he's a motherfucking con man but your response to her is oh she is on crack no bitch your mama on crack hoe okay I'm sorry that was let me mm. 
Let me bring it back down because you know you can't fuck with Auntie Waters. That's what you're not going to do. You're not going to come for Auntie Maxine and think people ain't going to have some shit to say. Uh, It's happening, okay? Period. But, and then comes back like, oh, it was a joke. Oh, really? How was that a joke? So what if we were, you know, because we're, we're coming up on that point, black people, where we're going to be able to start telling white people, oh, get the heroin needle out of your arm. Cause they, that's where, that's where their epidemic is heading. That's where this whole heroin, um, heroin abuse is going for them. It's going to that place where we can start turning to them and being like, look, I don't know if you on that heroin or what, or I don't know if you smoking that heroin and shit. Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't really have you at my house. Cause I'm afraid you on heroin. You might steal shit out of my house. I don't know if I can hire you cause two of your cousins is on heroin. And I don't think that'd be a good look for the company. Like what the fuck do that got to do with me being here in this moment? Where I, I just don't feel comfortable knowing that you come from a heroin background. Oh, didn't your mama OD from heroin? heroin damn didn't i didn't i see that video of your mama passed out on the street from heroin wow that's fucked up that heroin got y'all niggas out there bad right damn that's fucked up right well yeah why don't you stay over there i don't know if i really want to you know i don't think we should really do any more business since you know you used to be on heroin right you're recovering heroin oh okay so it's a, it's a chance that you could possibly get back on. Okay, well, how do I know you ain't on heroin right now? I mean, I can't find my wallet. Uh-uh, it's probably her because she was on heroin. We reaching that point. So I hope you all black people ready to start dragging them, dragging their dirty laundry through the motherfucking mud, just like they dragged our shit through the mud. I'm looking for the videos. Where's all the videos of the heroin addicts dancing and shit and uh, dancing for heroin, huh? Cause you know that's out there. You know it's some white dude trying to pop, lock, and drop it for for some heroin. You know it's a white chick out there straight sucking all of the dicks for heroin. So, um, the, you know we're coming up on that point, and I don't want to hear nobody say shit when we get to get our life back. We are going, just like I said the other day, we get at least two hundred years. We're gonna have to get at least ten strong years of dragging white people for that for heroin addiction and i'm prepared i got all my heroin snaps together i just gave you some of them but i'm telling all my heroin excuses and why i can't trust you and why i can't hire you and why i don't feel comfortable i got them all prepared i can't wait 10 years mark it on your calendar black people once the dates once the official heroin dragon start we get to go for 10 years i'm claiming it right here I don't want to hear nothing else about it. You can disagree with me if you want to, but at the end of the day, my response is always going to be, you probably on heroin. <laughs> oh, that's how you feel? Because you're probably on heroin right now. Um, But to take it back just a bit, for somebody like Bill O'Reilly to be talking about a person's look, a woman's look, sir, I know the fuck you not when you out here looking like a straight up penis. You cannot tell me you look at Bill O'Reilly's face and don't immediately think penis. First of all, he does not have a chin. There's no separation between chin and neck. His chin goes directly into that at the bottom of his neck. So, no, I, I can't trust you to be a judge of somebody's looks. You look like a dick. Like you are a dick, but you look like a dick. And then that hairline that go all the way back to the civil rights movement sir no the fuck you will not and then like it's like your from your eyebrows all the way back to whatever that hair start it's like a whole roped off section 
at the club. You ever go to the club and you like, why the fuck we can't park right here? It's mad parking up front. But no, you got to take your ass around the back where all the other cars at. You like, why the fuck? Right? That's what his hairline looked like. It looked like an empty parking lot. <laughs> so no, Bill O'Reilly, fuck out of here. You need to invest in you a motherfucking James Brown wig, bitch, because your hair looked terrible. And shout out to um Maxine Waters for just always keeping it so official and so gangster. But it's just these small ass men. Spicer, same one. The um the reporter um April, who was who he was telling her, oh, stop shaking your head, bitch. First of all, she wasn't shaking her head. She was shaking her, it wasn't, like, he tried to make the comment of her shaking her head, like, mm-hmm, like, like she was trying to be, give you quintessential ghetto black girl, but that wasn't the case. She made a point. You couldn't bag up the point you were trying to make. She was shaking her head because it was more of, I can't believe this moron actually has this job, and I can't believe that I have to come here and ask questions of somebody so fucking stupid. Where is my life right now that this person is the motherfucking press secretary, and I have to ask this dumb son of a bitch questions? That was more of why she was shaking her head. But this whole, don't shake your head. No, bitch, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to make her out to be this angry black woman you're trying to go and try to throw out those you're trying to give uh people a reason not to listen to her or why you you don't have to answer her or why you're not giving her an adequate answer because she's shaking her head april ryan is the name i'm sorry so april ryan um got into it with spicer which then in turn had black women from all over tweeting and and uh posting about what it's like being a black woman at work. It was hashtag black women at work. And, you know, and overwhelmingly, black women had the same thing to say. Being undermined, specifically by white men, being undermined by white coworkers, being, you know, being tagged with the angry black woman and, you know, having an attitude. It's like, no, I'm sitting here, I'm stating very specifically what is wrong, what you didn't do, what needed to be done, whatever the case may be. But because I'm stating it in a way that makes you uncomfortable, all of a sudden now I'm an angry black woman. No, bitch, I'm not an angry black woman. I'm just a professional woman at her motherfucking job trying to get shit done, trying to make sure you don't pin me on, you know, try to pin whatever mistakes it is on me not doing my job, which every black woman knows that shit right there. Uh, all of a sudden shit ain't done but it's the black woman's fault or I'm supposed to carry this un- insurmountable load I'm supposed to do your job my job his job her job while everybody else the fuck going home or going to happy hour but I'm still here working and if I decide that I did my job and that's all the fuck I'm gonna do all of a sudden now I'm not a team player or I'm not doing what needs to be done for this company no fuck that Get Chip and Chris and goddamn Amber and Caitlin to fucking here and do some goddamn work. I'm no, black women are not here to clean up messes. This ain't the help, bitch. Anyway, so shout, shout out to April Ryan for continuing to be professional because Lord knows if I'd have been there, I'd have straight stood up. First of all, bitch, and then I really would have <laughs> taken this whole press conference to the next level. But this is the thing. They want us to turn up they want us to go off so then they can shut down i i can't i can't talk to her when she's like this you know so that gives them that scapegoat to be like well i would have answered the questions or i wanted to give her the information she needed or i i couldn't do what i needed to do because she right but because because april ryan 
is the professional she is. She was she kept it calm. She kept it cute because Maxine Water is the be- the boss bitch that she is, and I say that respectfully. She didn't have to, you know. Her response was, you know what? I'm not even gonna play these games with this weak ass man. I'm not even gonna play these games with this bald head, empty parking lot face ass nigga i'm going to give you the most professional answer i can give you i'm going to state what's really facts and not play these little you know roasting games or whatever the fuck first of all for the people who felt like oh bill what bill o'reilly said was a joke uh actually no because the nigga ain't a comedian people who are comedians get the leeway of saying oh that was just a joke but as a professional you supposed to be a news commentator whatever the fuck you supposed to be over there at that goddamn uh kkk rally they call fox news um you don't get the luxury of saying oh what I was, that was just a joke no bitch you're not a comedian so that wasn't a joke anyway so Shout out to Maxine Waters and April Ryan and all the black women who at work having to deal with the fuck shit all the time, all day long, and have to hold their tongue and go and call their homegirl like, bitch. And their homegirl like, bitch, I already know. I just went through that shit earlier. And she like, girl, I'm about to fuck up everybody in this motherfucker on everything I love. But she's saying that shit from like the last stall in the bathroom facing a wall speaking into her cell phone with a coat around. (laughs) And then she come out, honey, wash her hands, go back to work and hold that shit down. Professional as fuck. And then she go to the happy hour and get drunk to the motherfucker. But while she is clocked the fuck in, she is professional and she is getting her motherfucking work done while everybody else is sitting around crying and complaining and not doing what the fuck they supposed to do. Anyway, so shout out to all the black women at work holding it down and dealing with the bullshit. Um, all right. That was a official black girl lip smack. Like, um, all right. So here we go. Last story. Um, the Terrence Crutcher, the officer who shot Terrence Crutcher speaks out. Now, Terrence Crutcher is, Crutcher, I'm sorry, is the motorist in Oklahoma who um, had was having car troubles. And police arrived. He had his hands up. He was yelling to the police, I do not have a gun. I am not, I, my hands are raised. He's like, he's walking backwards toward the police telling them, my hand, I have no weapon. My hands are up. I'm having car trouble. Like he's talking to them the way you would expect police officers to talk to uh, people in a high risk situation. Like he's having to do their fucking job for them because these pussy ass police so motherfucking scary of seeing a black man in any situation. He knows that his life is in danger the moment these police pull up. And if they happen to feel some type of way and murder him, he's just murdered. And that's what exactly what the fuck happened. So the bitch who shot him, her name is Betty Shelby, right? She finally spoke out and said that, you know, she used lethal force because she feared for her life. Now, we've had this conversation. I've said this on numerous other episodes. They All these police get the same motherfucking talking points. They're all giving the exact same thing to say. They all mirror each other. There's no deviation from the script. I feared for my life. I was afraid. He was acting erratic. I just tried. And I had to write. 
And so she said that she feared for her life because Crutcher was reaching inside his SUV for a gun. So she's pleading not guilty. Now, the problem with this bullshit is the motherfucker told her he don't have a gun. The motherfucker is stranded on the side of the road. So why the fuck would he have a gun if he's actually looking for police to help him? So why the fuck would he think to shoot her if he's there to get, if they're there to help him and he ha if his car is broken down, this motherfucker can't drive nowhere. He's going to shoot her and then what? run through the forest like Bigfoot. What the fuck did, like this whole line of thinking, this whole defense is some bullshit. Not only that, if you look at the video, Terrence Crutcher being shot by police, you see that when she shot him, blood ended up on the window and you see that his window was rolled up. So this whole idea of him reaching into his car is a fucking lie because there was blood running down the glass of his window. So what the fuck gun was he reaching for? And then they go into the car and realize, oh, he ain't have a gun. Of course he didn't have a gun, bitch. Why would he pull a gun out and the nigga can't even get away in his car? Like, what? This shit pisses me off so much because guess what? This bitch is probably going to go off. It's in Oklahoma. We already know uh, Daniel Holtzclaw, this motherfucker, still missing out of jail. He done, he's, he was sentenced to 200 and something years for raping like 30 fucking black women um, while an while on-duty cop. But somehow or another, he just gets lost in the system. Can't nobody find him. I don't even know if the motherfucker found him yet. But, you know. This happened in Oklahoma. So Terrence Crutcher is killed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, you know, what's the likelihood? What's the what's the actual likelihood that this bitch is going to be held accountable for murdering this man? This unarmed man who had his hands up the entire time, who was speaking to them the entire time. Now, we're watching this thing, right? And... The only time we don't see this helicopter goes on the other side of the car when, when he gets shot. But so fucking what? There is, like, if you use logical thinking, that it makes absolutely no sense for this man to pull out a gun when he has two guns trained on him. It's almost like white people are trying to paint this image of black people like, we have to kill police. Like, we just have to murder. We just have to maim. We have to pull out a gun. No, motherfucker, that's not the case. Motherfuckers ain't out here in Mission Impossible. This nigga is not Tom Hank, Tom Cruise. This motherfucker is not uh, uh, the motherfucker from lawful, um, lawful, law-abiding citizen. What's Gerard, Gerard, whatever. You know, it's just like, Leave it up to them. Leave it up to the media. Leave it up to the police. You know, black people leave their house every day on a mission to kill a police officer. Every day, no matter what, we have to go. We have to risk our life to murder a police officer. That's what that defense says. I told him to put the gun down. I, I told him he was reaching for a gun. Why the fuck would a per Why would a person reach for a gun if it's already a gun on them? They don't even do that shit. That's some shit from like. Gun smoke, my nigga. Like we not. This ain't fucking the the nineteen fifties wild wild west. We're talking about real ass people. This brother right here was going back to school, trying to get his life together, right? So he just paid his tuition. You ain't about to tell me somebody that just paid their college tuition is trying to get into a shootout with the police. 
Now, if you tell me we found mad guns on him, we broke the car apart, we found mad heroin, we found like three kidnapped white bitches in the wheel, in the <laughs> in the part where the wheel go, just three naked white kidnapped bitches in the wheel cell. I don't know what it's called, but it's like where the wheel fit. He had kidnapped white bitches in there. He had dead bodies. This motherfucker had guns. He had drugs. Then he had a dead he had a dead old congressman in the backseat of his car. Then I'd be like, yo, that motherfucker had to do what he had to do. He was he was going out like a motherfucking gangster. If you tell me this man had an arrest record, long as fuck, and he had had run-ins with the police and had beat up mad police, then maybe I can enter maybe I can entertain this. If you tell me you showed up at the scene and a motherfucker already had the gun out shooting in the air, pow, pow, shooting at the helicopter and shit, then I'll be like, hey, that motherfucker was clearly having a moment. But you're not going to tell me that a man who had his hands up, who was talking, to, talk, essentially talking the police out of killing him because he knew when they showed up that it was a chance that he could get murdered by the police. He knew when they showed up that it was a chance that they could fear for their lives and, and just want to shoot him. That all of a sudden, something in his brain went the fuck off and then he was like, yo, I, I can't leave the situation. Fuck getting my car fixed. I got to kill this bitch right now. Get the fuck out of here. No. At the end of the day, black people want to get home. It is very clear to black people. If, we, if there's been no clarity at any other point in history, we know at this point in 2017, when the police come, there is a chance that we will be murdered. That's not some shit white people think about. Police show up. White people want to cuss them out. They're getting out the car. They're going in the trunk. They're doing all kind of shit that we wouldn't even dream about doing. We wouldn't, like, when police roll up on us, we have to talk them through everything we're doing, and we still might be motherfucking murdered. Okay, um, you asked for my license. I would like to give you that. I am going to reach very slowly into the glove compartment. That is where I normally keep my license. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm clearing my throat. I am just a bit nervous. Now, I am clicking very slowly the latch to unhook the glove the 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 glove compartment uh and the glove compartment is very full so i it may pop open i don't want you to be afraid okay it is open now i am going to reach inside there is absolutely nothing here as you can see i am reaching very slowly it might take me about 5 minutes to actually get into this glove box but i just want to make sure that you are comfortable with this situation okay now my hand is inside right now i am touching my wallet right now i am giving you a heads up is it okay for me in this moment to clasp and grab that wallet and pull it out i will only do it if you ask if you give me the okay you said okay i heard okay is that correct you said okay okay now right now i have tightened my fingers around this is what the fuck we gotta do when police show up or have the shit already laid the fuck out on the counter, on on the dashboard, so these motherfuckers can see everything. And then we gotta lay our hands on the dashboard like we already did some shit we ain't even motherfucking do. But this is our interaction with police at all times. You ain't even did shit, but you be so motherfucking nervous, you start thinking, damn, did I do something? 
They got one person coming up on the side. They got three and four of the motherfucking cars showing up. It's a bitch rolling up on the side, flashing a flashlight all in the back of the motherfucking car, right? And then now they want to give you an attitude. Talk about something. You making me nervous. Bitch, how the fuck am I making you nervous? I just watched you motherfuckers kill 50 people in the last two years, but I'm making you nervous? Get the fuck. Anyway. So fuck you, Betty Shelby, for this bullshit Betty Joe Shelby. Let me get that fully correct. And fuck you 60 Minutes for allowing this bitch to be on the show and sit up and lie and y'all not even call her to task. I'm feeling that his intent is to do me harm. And I keep thinking, don't do this. Please don't do this. Don't make this happen. How did this man who was standing with his hands up in the middle of the street waiting for the police to come to help him with his car? What the fuck is he doing besides being a stranded motorist looking for help with his fucking hands up? What the fuck else did he do besides be a black man? Don't do this. Do what, bitch? Be black? I This man gave her no fucking reason to shoot him. Period. Why the fuck would his hands be up the whole time if he was going to reach through what? The glass? He was going to reach through the glass to get this gun, this imaginary gun that is not there, that nine times out of ten is never fucking there? Please don't do this. Fuck you, Betty. Fuck you, fuck everybody related to you, fuck your kids, fuck your grandparents, fuck your ancestors, fuck everybody that's rooting for you, fuck your whole police team and the motherfucking partner that was out there with you, fuck you, bitch. All right, so, uh, hey, guys, that concludes Black Ass Podcast. Thanks, guys, so much for hanging out. <laughs> Woo, sigh. Thank y'all so much for hanging out, man. Another shout out, of course, to As It Should Be Body Products and Black As Fuck. Y'all make sure y'all support them. Go on, log on, support uh, the t-shirts, support the uh, the body moisturizers that are amazing. Uh, and if you would like me uh, to be a part of uh, sponsoring Black Ass Podcast, you can send um, a message to blackasspodcast at gmail.com and we can talk about it, sort it out. I would love to have to promote what you're doing on my podcast uh also um i'll be bringing i'll be reminding you guys about the patreon so i'm just getting it started but absolutely we're gonna get it going um and if you are not already make sure you subscribe black ass podcast on facebook twitter and instagram shout out to everybody on instagram coming through showing up showing out i appreciate y'all um and you can follow me hrcomedy.com for all my upcoming shows and things that I got going on and things and everything and thing and thing. Uh, so everybody, hey, thank y'all so much for listening. Have a great week. I'm Hadia Robinson. Peace. <laughs>